0: care today. I, said to my, I thought to myself, I hope no one puts up their hand because he's going to ask them to leave. <laughs> yeah. So if you felt like just a short service, you should have... This morning, I don't normally use illustrations and show things but today i really want something to stick in your head and so i've got a couple of illustrations that i want to do we've been speaking about resilience and this morning we're on resilience number three and you come up to me and say why are you preaching on the same thing every week and i'll say to you are you doing it yet and if you're not doing it, next week we'll preach on resilience again. <laughs> until right. Yeah, until you do it, we'll we'll get you to do it. So I've got a piece of prestick here. I want to illustrate what resilience is and what it's not. So resilience is not press stick when you pull it like this, and eventually you let go. Like a bit of snot I've watched children when they pull it like that it doesn't shoot back it just hangs down here like this so that's not resilience now got a piece of elastic this is how long it is and to be resilient is to be able to stretch and then be able to restore to where it was. Remember that. Resilience is the ability to cope with and rise to the inevitable challenges, problems, and setbacks. I'm sure all of you have had those in your life. If you haven't, you'd be in heaven by now because you've got a perfect life and setbacks you meet in the course of your life, and come back stronger from them. To be resilient means we have to beat every stronghold that we have in our life. Those things that hold us back, we, if we, when we get stretched and we get to the end of what we can handle, we've got to be able to pull it back to where it was. And it's not only in one area of your life, it's in many areas of your life. So this morning I hope to to show that. So 2 Corinthians 10 and verses 3 to 6, it says, "For though we live in this in the world, who lives in the world? We live in the world. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with, who fights with weapons? We do. Open your mouths." And talk when I tell you to. (laughs) Talk into your mask. (laughs) On the contrary, we have divine power to demolish strongholds. Who demolishes the arguments? We demolish the arguments. Sometimes we just wait and hope that God does it for us. But that's not how it happens. We have to rise up. We have to be resilient. And every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we, who Hey, it's getting better. I'm, I'm like doing the teacher thing today. I don't normally do this. If, we, if, we, if you're visiting today, I don't normally do this. But I'm on the third resilience, and I want to get it through this morning. I really do. And we take captive every thought. Those things that go through your head, that you could end up in trouble if you act them out, you take them captive, not hoping that the Holy Spirit's going to shoot down and grab the thing out of your head and take it captive for you. No, we take it captive. To make it obedient, to whatever sets itself up against the knowledge of God, to make it obedient to Christ okay now I really mean this it's just one short sentence you have to repeat it after me okay so I'll do it about six times and by the sixth time you'll be getting it right with me my current situation is not my final destination okay here we go my current situation is not my final destination i don't know if you remember nissan the car nissan they used to have a saying that said we enjoy the drive we enjoy the drive it's not the final destination it's what happens in between there and the final destination I don't know about you guys but uh, last year I was very fortunate and I was able to get up to see the flowers what's that place called? West Coast Coast National Park man it wasn't the final destination if you like me I just love color bright color and it was unbelievable how those, how those uh, flowers were out there. Just every color you could think of. I didn't think it was possible to have that amount of color. And we enjoyed the draft. We had a little granddaughter with us, and she just was blown away. She was like, look there, look there, look there. She, it was unbelievable. And eventually we saw a leopard, tortoise. And then she didn't look for flowers anymore, she looked for tortoises crossing the road. Just like children. So what we've said over the last few weeks, we've said that we have three batteries that we run on. Body, soul, and spirit. And we said if any one of those batteries go flat it'll drag the other two down with it. So if spiritually you're weak, you're not not practicing the disciplines of prayer and worship and reading the word and you're just not spending time with God, that spiritual battery will become flat and it will drag down your physical body and your soul. Your physical battery, your body, if you don't look after it, it's eventually going to drag you down. I know we don't like to hear that but it's true we need to look after what God has given us that's what the word says look after this temple that he's given us but this morning I want to speak about the soul so it's it's, in, it's us in our soul is our mindset. those things that we've uh, have been impregnated into our minds thought patterns attitudes feelings behavior Desires, goals that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. I want to say to you this morning, these strongholds that we're talking about out of 2 Corinthians 10, these strongholds, if we do not deal with them, they will erode our foundation. And we've all read the story about the guy who built on the rock and the guy who built on the sand. And when the storms come, and your foundations are eroded away, your house will not stand. Guys, you've got, you got to believe this stuff today. It's in the Word. And really, I, I've see, I see so many people struggling with life because they're not putting these things into practice. When we get saved, when we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Many of these strongholds are broken. Immediately they're broken. But you know what? You do carry some of them over. You do carry some of them over. Not all of them, but you carry some of them over. And When you don't deal with those things and you carry them for longer and longer, it becomes harder and harder to deal with those things. We've got to deal with those things. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves got habits and stuff in our life that we can't break. I had a serious drinking problem when I got saved. Alcohol was like a god to me. I played soccer so that I could have the time away from Patty and be able to drink afterwards. I, I just, and even then it wasn't bad. Before we got married, it was actually at the worst place that I could be. And when I got saved, I had a problem, I didn't have a problem, but I watched pornography. My dad was one of the first people to get pornography into this country when I was still illegal. And he had a thriving business. In those days, I still had videos. And my dad used to sell those things between 1,000 and 1,500 Rand. It was a thriving business. I swore like a trooper. You cannot believe the words that came out of my mouth. When I think back, I can't even believe it. I remember after I got saved, I bumped into one of my friends, and we were talking with each other. And I actually couldn't understand him. He was swearing so much. It was like every second or third word I was trying to decipher what he was actually saying. Those things, honestly, those things stopped immediately in my life. Immediately they stopped. I didn't carry them over, and I was doing my defence force training, and I I went to back to camp after this had happened, and the guys were like, "What happened to you?" Of course, my language changed. I was a very aggressive person; that had changed a bit. (laughs) How can you you lose your aggression and you're in the defence force? That was my excuse. Anyway. The longer you leave it the harder it is to change it one of the things that I left unchanged was the thing of anger and I still am struggling now it's not terrible but it's it's, there are times when I have an outburst when a taxi cuts in front of me or uh, not just that any other thing as well hey, another thing in Cape Town I, I cannot believe it when you stop it like left only turn and the arrow comes on if you don't pull off immediately pop 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 I'm like whoa <laughs> <laughs> I feel like telling those guys why don't you watch the movie called unhinged You'll never do that again. Put off like, put off off. Yeah, put an R for <laughs> <laughs> But really the, if you leave things and you know what? Other people can see those things very easily. My growing up, my dad was one of the most terrible liars. That I ever came across. He lied about everything. And he lied so much that he would live in that lie. And you wouldn't know if it's truth or lie. And so I picked that thing up and I had to deal with it. I dealt with it immediately, but I still had times when, when I had to deal with it again. Lying is terrible. The Bible says that the devil is the father of lies. So when I find somebody that lies, I tell them, you know who your father is? The devil. You might think that's harsh, but that's what the word of God says. You You know what happens? We start to justify these strongholds. Imagine if I'd carried over, and I'm not picking on anyone yet. This is for me. Imagine if I'd carried over the thing of drinking and continued to get drunk, continued to, to uh, swear and to tell lies. And when people challenged me on it, I justified, oh, yeah, I had to do it, and, yeah, everyone else, and all these things. No. You've got to deal with those things. We need to be those that bounce back we tell a lie we go to that person we say listen i lied to you let me tell you it's the most embarrassing thing in your life when you got to go to somebody and say i lied to you but you know what that stops you from lying when you've got to go to them It's like gossip. It's another thing that can be rough. uh, You're standing there and someone comes and tells you something and uh, you allow them to tell you the whole story. You are just as much to blame as the person that is gossiping. You should say, stop, come, let's go to that person that you want to talk about. Immediately. Not wait to hear all the juicy stuff first and then say okay let's go to that person no immediately let's go let's repent let's repent together let's go and ask for forgiveness when you hear some gossip about somebody you need to then go to that person and say i want you to forgive me this is what i've heard about you See, this might be the final episode of resilience. If you put these things into practice. In Ephesians, it says 4 and verse 22: You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. I'll tell you an example you're going to about pep stores. Come, yeah. No. You wouldn't have come to We're all like, oh, shame, you don't have to. No, you have to. az You take them.
1: Oh okay. no, Roland will take the next true. I don't carry my own groceries. We have this little beaver moment when I get home from shopping. I walk in, the keys, and he goes, and I take some coffee. But I used to behind this packet deep in my groceries.
0: So he brought into this heaven um, And I'm so glad That I've
1: been able to break this in my life Yo, I like those jeans
0: I'm so glad you, you're allowed to buy jeans now which is being corrupted by deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds guys we're we holding something against someone in our mind and we think oh it's okay to hold this against them no it's not deal with it deal with it i've always found when i've found myself self in a place of sin if i repent to god first I can then go to the person and actually repent. The problem with repentance is that sometimes it involves restitution. (laughs) Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Don't you find that amazing? In your anger, do not sin. So that for me means that anger is not sin. It says, in your anger, don't sin. But Carrie, listen. And, and do not give the devil a foothold. We did counseling with a couple this week, not in this congregation. And they are so angry with each other that they actually, but they refuse to forgive one another. And they're not baby Christians, they've been around a while. And so we're having to, you know, it says, do not give the devil a foothold. When you go to bed angry, I don't know if you've found this before. When you go to bed angry, when you wake up in the morning, you're even more angry if it has not been dealt with. I remember when we first, we first got married, we had, we'd have this thing about, uh, we would laid down, sometimes we had had an argument, sometimes we hadn't, and we'd say to each other, before we go to sleep, is there anything? Is there anything? Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. Hey, babe. <laughs> but must work doing something useful with their hands that they may have something to share with those in need do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs Guys, this is, happens so quickly. We speak in the way that we're not supposed to speak. And it breaks down instead of building up. Watch what you say. Watch what you say. What you say is, uh, if, if I brought a feather, feather, feather pillow, Well, it would your one, not my one, um, and you rip it and the feathers all go out, that's how impossible it is to get that stuff all back into the I've heard people say, toothpaste, you know, if you squeeze it up, if you work hard enough, you can get the toothpaste back into the tube. I've tried it. <laughs> so it ends at the end. Get rid of all bitterness. Rage and anger, there it's two different things. Brawling and slander. Colossians 3 and verse 8. Are you coming, Patricia? Not for repentance this time. So we read in Colossians 3 and verse 8 to 10. My wife says, nice jacket. Oh, baby. <laughs> so it says, but now you s- yourselves are to put off. Put off. Put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with its practices and have put on. What's this? What does this represent? The blood of Jesus. The red blood of Jesus, guys. We got to put it off so that we can put it on. Do you know that we can't, we can't put it on before we put it off, because then we lose the. As Milani said, if if they took too much land, the wild animals would come and inhabit. So if we take, if we put on before we take off we find ourselves in it with a problem. And so we need to be those that put off so that we can put on. How do, we, how do we put it on? Romans twelve two. we all know the scripture. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. He's good, pleasing, and perfect will. I'm going to catch you with a question, just to let you know up front. First of all, we renew, then we know, so that enables resilience. So what do we know? Why are we resilient? Why, what are we moving towards? What are we uh, taking a hold of? Put your hand up if you know the answer. Yes, Lord, they are saved. (laughs) Guys, something that all of us need to be taking hold of is eternity. Eternity. For me, resilience, the end of the story is about eternity. I take this. I, I refuse to lose it. But you know, as I said, our actions are a direct result of our thought life. Think about this. In Proverbs 23 and verse 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So is he. You cannot be positive and negative at the same time. So how you think, Determines who you are. We must learn to see life's challenges as opportunities for God to come through. There have been times in my life when I thought, now I'm giving up. But I've been able to pull myself back into what God has for me. How's this for a sentence? Our past may explain why we are suffering, but we cannot use it as an excuse to stay in bondage. Our past may explain why we are suffering, but we cannot use it as an excuse to stay in bondage. You know, people, often people, they say, oh, I didn't have a good relationship with my father. I didn't have a good relationship with my father they say to me and ask for me my dad was not born again unless he got born again he died in a car accident he was laying on the tarmac for hours no one found him but besides that before that he was not born again and uh, but I had a fantastic relationship with my father. I, I, was, I did a lot of sports. He was always there to watch me and, and to encourage me. If I wanted something, he would give it to me. I was his favorite. There were seven children in my family. But I was the one that for some reason was his favorite. And you know what? That led to me being saved, I think, because I had this healthy father image. But you know what? He did also do pornography with me. He did lie to me. But you know what? I choose not to look at those things. Those things are in the past. And I'm moving forward. I'm not letting them hold me back. So many people are, oh, my father did this or my mother did that or my sister did that or whatever the case may be. Guys, we need to put that behind us and we need to move forward. Hebrews 4 and verse 12. Should all be able to quote this word. For the word of God is alive and active, It's not just a book with some writing in it. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. I don't know if you like me, but when I read the Word and I see stuff that I I haven't got right in my life, it penetrates to my soul. My first thought is, I've got, to, I've got to change this. I have to change this. Because th- th- there's such just conviction of the Holy Spirit. It divides between uh, soul and spirit. Our spirit is, uh, has the Holy Spirit, but our soul has our thoughts and our intentions and the attitudes of our heart. We have to deal with it. Please, don't read over the word. Uh, you've got a, a reading plan, and so you read over everything that you have to every day, then you close your Bible, put it down, and say, I've, I've done my bit for today. Read two chapters. I want to tell you, I'd rather you read one verse and allow that verse to cut you to the heart that you are never the same again So this morning, I want to pray that we can shut some doors. Because some of us have left some doors open in our life. How do you leave a door open? If you've got a problem with something, say for instance lying, and you're not stopping lying, that's an open door in your life. And that open door will eventually drag down some other parts of you. So this morning, if you've got something that you're struggling with, that you can't get that door shut, I want to pray and I'm going to trust God that we shut that thing. Really, we, we shut it. Because you know what? Sometimes when we shut it the, and we open it to have a look, the devil puts his foot in there and then we can't close it again. I don't know if you feel that, but that's how in my walk with the Lord has, has done. Uh, bring down strongholds. You know what? We, we give, as we read in Ephesians, we give a foothold, and a foothold becomes a stronghold. Strongholds need to be dismantled brick by brick. We can't just say, strong, I'll be gone. No, this has to be, Lord, you're gonna, I'm going to break this thing in my life now. As Roland prays, I'm trusting you that it's breaking and maybe the first line of bricks come down and one at the bottom comes down. But then you have to bring that thing down. You have to take every thought captive. There's going to be bricks laying all over the shop. Doors, if we think about it. Doors are what we think. Yo, look at that lady walking across the road. She's beautiful. You're opening the door. The quickest way to deal with that, make yourself accountable. If Patty's in the car and thinks, yo, that lady's pretty, and i said say, to him, babes. Hold myself accountable. And i stop looking. You see, sin starts over here and you can't see it. But then it finds itself eventually where you can see it. And if you don't deal with it there, it becomes full-blown sin over here. So how do we cl- break these strongholds? How do we shut doors? We need to be aware of what we think, of what we say, and how we live. How do we change those things? The first thing is repentance. And if it's something between you and God, then you need to receive your forgiveness. God does not hold you in a place of sin if you come to Him and you ask Him for forgiveness. He releases you from that. So this morning... We're going to pray that God's word will penetrate our hearts. I want you to be thinking right now if there is an area in your life where that needs to change. Maybe your, your parenting is not lacking. Maybe your marriage is not lacking. Maybe uh, your work relationships are not good. And this morning you, hey, we need to shut that door. We've got to bring down that stronghold and shut that door. We have to watch how we speak. We have to watch how we live. So this morning, if you have something that you trust in God for right now as you sit where you are, for God to break that thing in your life, that that door can be shut. I want you to be courageous and I want you to stand this morning. You know what, God God desires a response from his people. I've run from God on many situations in my life but you know what God runs after to me it says that Jesus comes goes to fetch the one sheep he's running off to you this morning as you stand as you make a decision this door I am going to close No longer is it going to be open. This stronghold that has taken a hold of my life, I'm going to to tear it down this morning. And so, Father, I thank you for these wonderful people, these courageous people, these people that want to go forward in their walk with you. And, Lord, right now, I ask that you break those things off that you break those things off. Yes, Lord, break those strongholds down, close those doors with a big bang. Yes, Lord, right now, Lord, right now. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, Lord, that you are at work in your children, in your children. Yes, Lord, come right now, come right now. Is there anyone here that's, a relationship with the Lord uh, uh, is not what it should be. And you've allowed that door to be open. I wonder if you could stick your hand up if, if there is someone. See that hand there at the back and that hand over there? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, I pray for those two people right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, the word says that you are the lover of our soul. And I just pray right now that you would come. You would flood through those two ladies, Lord. That you would just take a hold of them. Take a hold of their hearts in your hand. And right now, Lord, bring healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, just love them. Love them, Lord in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Lord thank you Lord we love you Lord we thank you that you're closing doors in our life I thank you right now that strongholds are coming down they're coming down brick by brick they're coming down thank you Lord thank you Lord where we have sinned, I pray right now that those those strongholds are coming down and where we've left doors open in our life, you have closed those in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.